Hello everyone, I'm Massimo Rustico, Ambassador of Italy to Malaysia. As you probably know, 2021 marked the 700th anniversary of Dante Alighieri's death. Poet, writer, politician, philosopher, Dante, who was born in Florence around the year 1265, is considered as the father of the modern Italian language. And in Italy, he is often referred as il sommo poeta, the supreme poet. By establishing the use of the vernacular in literature at the time when most poetry was written in Latin, which was the language of liturgy accessible only to the most educated readers, and by using the Tuscan dialect, he helped establish the modern-day standardized Italian language. With his divine comedy, he proved that the Italian language was suitable for the highest sort of expression, and this resulted in more literature being published for a wider audience, setting the stage for future greater levels of literature. His comedy is now widely considered the greatest literary work in the Italian language and the masterpiece of world literature. As you know, the Inferno, by the way, in particular, has been a source of inspiration for the larger body of Western art and uh, literature. Geniuses like the painter Botticelli, the English poet and painter William Blake, Russian composer Tchaikovsky, French sculptor Rodin, to name a few, English uh, uh, writers as Geoffrey Chaucer, John Milton and Alfred Tennyson, among many others. Uh, and generation of writers, I have to say, artists, musicians and filmmakers the world over. It does come as no surprise that this year's week of the Italian language in the world, a yearly event organized by embassies, consulates and cultural institutes all over the world under the high patronage of the President of the Italian Republic, with the aim of promoting Italian as a language of both classical and modern culture, is dedicated to Dante. The theme of this year's edition, which is the 21st, by the way, is in fact Dante l'Italiano or Dante the Italian. And I am grateful to Pauline Fan and Swarna Rajagopal of the Georgetown Literary Festival for having enthusiastically welcomed our proposal to dedicate a session of this year's edition of the festival to the figure of Dante. We are delighted to be part of this very important literary festival and we hope that this is just the beginning of a fruitful collaboration. And now, without further ado, I leave the floor to our esteemed panelists, Professor Giuliana Nuvoli and Mastura Alatas, as well as to Andrea Paduano, who will be moderating the session, to whom I would like to express our deepest gratitude. Thank you very much. Good evening and uh, welcome to the Georgetown Literary Festival. And uh, this is the circle of the afterlife, 700 years of Dante. So on the occasion of the 700th death anniversary of Dante, this evening we are going to address the subject of the relevance of the Florentine poet's work at the international level. Dante, together with Shakespeare, Dostoevsky, Proust, Goethe and few others, is regarded as one of the giants of world literature a real cultural heritage of humanity, whose work marked a before and after in the history of world literature. This evening, we will discuss this interesting matter with our special guest, Dr. 
Giuliana Nuvoli, professor of Italian literature at the University of Milan and author of numerous publications about Dante's legacy and his relationship with extra-European civilizations. Thank you for being here. And uh, Mastura Alatas, internationally recognized writer, author of The Life in the Writing and The Girl Who Made It Snow in Singapore. Besides being lecturer of English language at the University of Macerata in Italy, and the first, and so far, the only Malaysian writer to have published in the Italian language. Uh, thank you very much to both of you for being with us. And um, so I would like to start this uh, conversation with a question for Professor Nuvoli. That is a very basic question, but I think the answer is going to be quite complicated, <laughs> especially for the time we, we have. Okay, so who's Dante? And which are the characteristics of Dante's work that make him cross the borders of Italian literature and civilization? Dante's Commedia is a the tale of a journey, a journey that spans the history and life of every human being. There is no other literary work of any age or place that contains all the emotions, passions, desires, fears, hopes, vices, and virtues of humankind as Dante's poem does. The division into three cantiche, Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso, also allows all these to be read with great clarity. The reader does not have to interpret. Dante depicts it with strong and emotional images that immediately reach the heart and the mind. Then there is the unique power of his words. The Divine Comedy is a marvelous cathedral with crystal walls. The bond between words and meaning is so strong that they carry no weight. Moreover, inside this cathedral, there is the whole universe, everything the human being can think, feel, desire, hate, fear, imagine. The reasons why the poem is a universal work are many and varied. I will mention just one. The public of its readers or listeners or spectators is of no age, education, social class or religion. The comedy is a flexible work that can be adapted to three-year-olds illiterates, workers, and university professors, atheists, and believers. In those 100 cantos, there is no human being who does not find, at least in one of them, his or her own story. Thank you very much, uh, Professor. So uh, we have just heard how she, um, uh, the professor Nuvoli uh, introduced the, the figure and the work and the importance of Dante at the international level. But I'm just curious, uh, Mastura, as a Malaysian who has been living in Italy for several years, how did you come to know Dante and his work? Oh, uh, yes, thank you for the question. Um, well, actually, I first came to know Dante and his works um, as a university student in the US and in the UK. Now, if you study English literature and comparative literature as I did, inevitable that you will meet Dante. And, you know, not just because comparisons might be made to Milton or Shakespeare and so on. Um, 
it, actually the British romantic poets will introduce you to Dante, um, Keats, Shelley, Byron, Wordsworth, Blake. So here again, we see Dante, an Italian Renaissance poet, crossing temporal and uh, formal boundaries, as, as Professor Essa Nuboli was saying, um, and making the leap into English romantic uh, tradition. Um, and then later, in the early um, 90s, when I came to Italy and started learning Italian, I had not read Dante yet in Italian. You know, before coming to Italy and outside Italy, I had read Dante in English translation, and I had heard of him. But in Italy, I heard Dante for the first time on national television. Um, I think maybe the year was 1993. Uh, Roberto Benigni, the actor that, that Malaysians know as well, um, yes, he was, he was writing, uh, sorry, he was reciting uh, from, from the cantos. And I thought to myself, Dante on primetime TV, thousands of people of all backgrounds watching, even if they may not understand everything. This is what it means to be a national poet. Who would you put on primetime TV to recite a classic in Malaysia or even in the US or elsewhere? And what work might that be? How great a writer do you have to be to have a popular actor transpose you from the pages of a Renaissance manuscript to the hard glass of a television screen for the consumption of the general public? And then later, when my two sons started going to middle school and high school, we're talking about you know, over five or 10 years ago, I began to see how they were studying Italian literature and language. I remember one of my sons had a um, homework about what the volgare language is. You know, when the land that was not yet called Italy makes the transition from Latin language to a kind of vernacular language that people can understand, you know, not just schooled specialists. So there was this creation of a kind of standardized Italian before Italy was unified and created. It's as if, you know, language is much more important for, for the identity of a people before the political identity of a nation. So vulgare of, also, of course, means vulgar as it does in English. And this is the part where so many Italian school children are told that, yes, Dante was the exponent of the Tuscan vernacular of vulgare that set a model for standard Italian, made, made accessible to, to, to many. Um, popular language as in, you know, of the, of the popolo, of the people. But then, you know, he's vulgar and crude also in the other sense of the word, in some parts of the divine comedy. I was told jokes about trumpets and sonoric aerial natural human emissions, and I was struck by how Dante could write about such a prosaic natural human function in such high elevated language. So yes, to answer your question, I, in Italy, I came to know Dante from books, from my children, from TV, from art, in the names of squares, and in popular jokes about trumpeting. <laughs> and this uh, actually explains how pop is, how popular is, uh, is Dante for Italians and also uh, for foreign people. So uh, to Professor Nuvoli, uh, Dante shows a deep knowledge and an explicit admiration for Islamic culture, philosophy, and science. Could you enlighten us on the influence of Islamic civilization in Dante's work? The contribution of Islam to uh, medieval Europe affected almost all branches of knowledge, art, medicine, agriculture, music, language, 
and technology. And from the 11th century, the translations made be uh, made by uh, the Arabs and the Persians of ancient classical Greek text, including the works of the philosopher Aristotle, were fundamental to knowledge as a whole. Islamic culture came to, da came to Dante from various sources, philosophers, poets, historians, but the most significant channel was certainly Brunetto Latini, perhaps the most important figure in Florence in the second half of the uh, 13th century. Brunetto, during his exile, was also at the Spanish court of Alfonso de Savio, where dozens of translators worked in all the languages of the Mediterranean. And when he is able to return to Florence, he brings with him a treasure of manuscripts, including the book of the Muhammad's letter, the account of Muhammad's journey to the afterworld that serves as a model to Dante for his commedia. Dante recognizes how much European culture and its works owe to Arab scholars and places some of them in the convivio, the work that precedes the commedia, Avicenna, Averroè, Albumazar, Algazel, Alpetragio, Alfarabio, Alfargani. The most famous, Avicenna, Averroè, return in the fourth canto of the Inferno in Limbo, a place where the only punishment is the absence of the Christian God. Dante is a genius who removes barriers and obstacles. He is a Christian Catholic, but for him, the search of beauty, truth, and justice is much more important than the respect of obtuse prohibitions given by his church. Very interesting. And uh, in fact, in the, uh, what is uh, more uh, remarkable is that in the, in the limbo, normally the, all the other uh, characters uh, basically were born before um, uh, Jesus Christ. And so the fact that he put even uh, Islamic philosophers is, uh, is a very, I repeat, remarkable for, uh, the, and explain the admiration for Islamic uh, civilization. Thank you very much, Dr. Uh, Nuvoli. And uh, Mastura, uh, could you mention at least one element of Dante's life or work uh, which you can consider a source of inspiration for your professional life? Ah, um, okay, uh, at, least, at least one. Um, all right, well, um, as a teacher and a writer, I would say that how writing sounds is just as important as what it means. Um, if there are so many Italians today who can recite long passages from Dante, it is because they have been taught well to appreciate the beauty of the Italian language. You know, we, as teachers, we all want our students to write and speak uh, beautifully. Um, the other thing I suppose, and, and this would be from, from Dante's life, uh, is that um, Dante's exile showed me that exile can sometimes be a, a good thing. Um, it makes a writer produce even better writing. You know, it, it, it gives you that fearless, imaginative spirit of not being afraid to say certain things or write about certain topics. Because you have nothing more to lose if you have already lost the most important thing, which is your land. So, yes, these, these are two things that have been a source of inspiration.
for, for my professional life. So, uh, Professor, I'm sorry if I insist on uh, the same subject, but in one of your publications, uh, you interpret Dante's admiration for Islamic culture as a unifying message. Science and culture as tools to enhance the intercultural dialogue. Could you explain us how the author of the Divine Comedy left us this important legacy? First of all, we must remember that the science in the Middle Ages was based on an organic vision of knowledge. The various phenomena of nature were closely linked to each other and connected to the whole. Unlike modern science, uh, medieval science conceived of nature as animated by spiritual principles hidden behind the material appearance of its parts, which had to be revealed Every phenomenon was the bearer of a meaning that had to be deciphered and recomposed in a, a harmonious overall vision. And this meaning could only be fully understood through an intimate correspondence between the object and the human mind, the path. Between the object and the intellect of the scientist, the artist, the philosopher, and the scholar was thus very similar. And uh, with uh, great force, the most important philosopher of Islam, Averroé, claimed the independence of the intellect and of reason in the face of faith in order to reach the truth. He shows that not only does Islam permit philosophy, but encourages its practice. The true philosophical essence has nothing to do with faith and orthodoxy, a thesis that Dante explicitly takes up as the opening of the convivio. The true and most perfect man will develop his own characteristics, rationality. In short, the law is a treasure chest of truth that opens up also and above all to the philosopher who holds the key and an operation that Dante understands very well and which he carries out only he speaks of allegory of poets which in his case is exactly the same thing. Intercultural dialogue is thus easy and natural what creates barriers are individual religions. If they are misused, religion can only be the main road to truth, to God. If it, it does not become an instrument of power in the hands of greedy and often ignorant men, Islam and Christianity are not in conflict with each other nor are reason and faith and the various forms of knowledge in conflict which, uh, with each other. Dante learned uh, this lesson from Averroe, a Muslim philosopher. Thank you very much. This is very, very interesting. I would like to talk about this for hours, but I, um, instead I ask uh, Mastura, because I'm, uh, sometimes I, I think that a text once published uh, doesn't belong to its author anymore, but to the readers. If you agree with this statement, uh, which message can a contemporary reader get from reading Dante's work? Ah, um, yes, I, I, I do agree. Um, 
You see, the fact that there are so many visual adaptations of the uh, Divine Comedy um, paintings, right, right? Uh, in, this sends a message of the work's timeless relevance. There is even a Japanese manga version of the Divine Comedy and um, a project uh, at my university, the University of Macerata, headed by um, Professoressa Francesca Chiusaroli, uh, to translate or rewrite the Divine Comedy using emojis, uh, the form of communication of our times. Uh, so yes, contemporary readers today are definitely drawing sometimes from Dante's work and building on it, uh, whether it is through the theme of corruption, punishment, love, um, migration, new technology. So uh, yes, then um, I, I have to say that a great writer will produce a great literary um, criticism. It will give birth to a rich intellectual tradition. And, you know, this is something that also uh, Malaysia's uh, sociologist, uh, Said Hussein Alatas, has been saying for decades. A great writer does not just spring from a, from a vacuum, from, from nothing. Uh, in Italy today and around the world, there is a formidable body of Dante scholars. And, you know, two of them are with us uh, uh, today. So um, contemporary readers are definitely uh, drawing from the legacy of Dante, and they continue to build on it in uh, interesting and creative ways. Thank you. This is uh, very true. And, uh, and in fact, actually, uh, throughout the century, uh, Professor uh, Nuvoli, throughout the century, Dante's personal life uh, was a source of inspiration for generations of young dreamers. How could Dante still speak to the present and future generation? Well, the story of Dante Alighieri is that of a great intellectual and leading politician in the city of Florence who was exiled from his city for having defended its independence from Pope Boniface VIII. And it is the story of how much harm envy can do. As Brunetto Latini, Dante's teacher, recalls, Dante had to wander for many years asking for bread and asylum before being received, uh, as uh, he deserved, at the court of Cangrande della Scala in Verona. In those very hard years, he was helped by his genius and his writing, above all in the divine comedy. For past, present and future generations, Dante is a fine and strong example of how to live. These are the seven lessons that first come to mind. First, it is necessary to know ourselves and remain faithful to our own nature. Never bend to the demands of the powerful if they ask for unjust things. Second, never give up our dignity by selling out. Our body, our soul, our intellect, are the most valuable assets we have, and we must preserve them. Third, don't run after material goods, money, sex. Reaching them is often random, and they are always uncertain. And it happens that if we lose them, we think we have lost everything, and despair and self-destruction take over. Fourth, always seek beauty, justice, and harmony. These are three elements of the same nature which make life worth living. Fifth, 
never stop being curious, searching, investigating, studying with an open mind. As the years go by, <laughs> you understand how important happiness of mind is and how it slows down aging and ailments. Sixth, learn to distance yourselves, yourself from envy, pettiness, destructive attacks. Only we, only we can truly destroy ourselves. Seventh, continue through life to feel passions and never lose the ability to feel emotions. You start dying when you stop loving. Dante closes uh, his poem with uh, Amor che muove il sole l'altre stelle, love that moves the sun and the other stars. It is love that allows the world and man to exist. Thank you very much, uh, Professor Nuboli, for these uh, exceptional, inspiring guidelines. And I would like to focus on uh, the last thing you said. And uh, I ask uh, Mastura, uh, as we know, love uh, is, with no doubt, the engine of life and art. And Dante can be considered one of the greatest voices of love in world literature. Which is the passage of Dante's work which better celebrate love for you? Oh, um, <laughs> I know. I, um, after Professoressa Nuvoli's wonderful, uh, inspiring uh, list, yes, um, I don't know, maybe, um, maybe the one which is in some sense on the love of knowledge, uh, and it is also a line that many uh, Italians uh, quote, even in daily life today, you know, fatti non foste a viver come bruti, ma perseguir virtute e conoscenza. In translation, consider your origins. You were not made to live as brutes, but to follow virtue and knowledge. Now, of course, we have to understand the phrase in, in the context. Uh, um, and, but, you know, in the popular use, extrapolated from, from the context, um, there is a kind of civilizing intent in the use of, of the phrase. Uh, you know, um, you are no vax, oh, consider your origins. You, you believe in, in hoodoo or, or the cutting off of hands for punishment? Well, you know, don't, don't be a brute. Uh, you are not made to live as brutes, but to follow virtue and knowledge. So, yes, this, this is a phrase which, in, in the popular uh, use, uh, celebrates the love of knowledge uh, for, for me. Mm, and then, oh, of course, there is the famous part uh, in the Divine Comedy where Paolo and, uh, and Francesca uh, they fall in love while they are reading a book about Lancelot's love. Uh, you know, the part that Italians know as a Galeotto fu libro. And, and one of my favorite lines is, as we read, our eyes met now and then. Uh, you, you know, can you see the popular appeal of Dante um, and, and that it is a book that sparks the passion between Paolo and, and Francesca? A book does this, the reading of a book, right? And, and finally, um, I don't know, I, uh, I remember this line, I think, from uh, Vita Nuova. Um, and, and I think maybe every woman and human being wants to have this said of her. Io spero di dicer di lei quello che mai non fu, non fu detto d'alcuna. Um, I hope to say of her what has never been said before of anyone. You know, it's this great way to honor, to honor a woman, right? So I suppose, uh, yes, these lines. Yes, I totally agree. And especially um, you mentioned uh, the part of the, the fifth 
chant of, uh, of the Divine Comedy of, in uh, Inferno of Paolo e Francesca. And I always think that that is, uh, without being explicit in any way, actually is one of the most erotic parts of uh, world literature. Just with the tension, the tension created between the two lovers while they are reading the books. And this is, uh, I always uh, recall this as one of the most uh, intense, erotically <laughs> intense part. Well, thank you very much. And um, so um, now I want to ask uh, uh, Professor Nuvoli, why should a young non-Western reader approach the reading of Dante's work? Would you give him or her any advice or suggestions? Yes, I have already answered this question in part, so I will be brief. You should read Dante Alighieri's works and in particular the Divine Comedy because they are the heritage of all humanity. Instead, you will find the history of each one of you and the many things that also belong to your country and your culture. You must read them because they are a powerful tool for education and training. They help you to grow and to become better and stronger. And they do so through the beauty of the text and the stories told. They excite, move, overwhelm, and the teachings reach deep into the heart and mind. You must read and reread them because they will fill your life consoling, uh, consoling, sorry, when uh, you, when you are sad, comforting you when you need help, stimulating your imagination and creativity. You must read Dante because he will give you a precious heritage which belongs to the history and the culture of Italy and should be shared by all people. The quest for justice born of dignity and beauty. I, I totally agree with you. Actually, I think that a great book is like a, a friend that is always available for you and uh, that never leaves you and never lets you down. Okay, uh, so... Uh, Professor Nuvoli explained in general uh, for uh, non-Western people uh, the reason why they should approach the uh, reading of Dante. So I ask uh, Mastura, uh, why should a Malaysian know Dante Alighieri? Okay, yes. Well, of course, uh, for all the reasons that Professor Nuvoli uh, just, just uh, mentioned, um, that there are so many reasons to know Dante, his life uh, and works. Um, for one, the Divine Comedy provides us with a very imaginative vision of the afterlife and, and how people are punished for their sins, sometimes in horrific ways. Today, of course, such punishments would not be allowed in many parts of the world, while in other parts we know that forms of punishment still exist. So a work like the Divine Comedy is very important because it is part of the journey of Europe's transformation to humanism. You know, it is, it is a visionary work, in a sense. And it's no accident that um, Kerry's translation is titled The Vision, right? Hell, Purgatory, and uh, Paradise. Mm, and, you know, to, 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 to follow up on what Professor Sanovali was saying, read Dante if you want to know how the great thinkers of the Muslim world influenced Christian mysticism, 
right? And of course, it's not just we who are saying this, but also Malaysia's own Islamic philosopher, Professor Syed Mohammed Nagib Alatas. And I don't know, for me, another main reason is that every literary tradition has its great love stories. Romeo and Juliet, English, Tristan and Isolde, uh, German, Scheherazade and Shariar, Persian. The Divine Comedy gives us, along with the retold myths of Paolo and Francesca, it also gives us a love story between the author himself, uh, Dante and Beatrice. Um, so, you know, and, and all Italians know that when you mention Paolo and Francesca or Dante and Beatrice, say their names to any Italian, and they know that you are talking about love. So I ask myself, who are Malaysia's love couple, born from its centuries-old literary tradition? Any great epic poem, which begins, in the middle of my life, I find myself lost in a dark wood, and ends with, and finally, we emerge to see the stars again is worth reading in a country like Malaysia, covered with a dark forest. Who knows, maybe a tiger and an elephant, totally in love, <laughs> will emerge from the forest to see the stars again and to tell us why they need to be protected and saved. So yes, Malaysians, do read Dante, do read the Divine Comedy. Thank you. And uh, I, I'd like to add that basically reading a great book is like a journey. And sometimes when we travel, I think it's more exciting to actually see the similarities than the differences, uh, because these uh, teach us that we are all the same uh, people and we all belong to the humankind. We have almost reached the end. Uh, um, so in order to conclude our short conversation, I would like to ask our guest to name a few publications about the life and legacy of Dante Alighieri and maybe a good English translation of his main works. So we start with uh, uh, Mastura. Okay, well, actually, the first translation I read of Inferno was uh, Dorothy Sayers. Um, and I also know that many novelists and poets uh, read Henry Francis Carey's translation. I, I mentioned it earlier. And, you know, if you want to see how poets translate a great poet like Dante, it is interesting to see the translations of other British poets like Blake or, or Longfellow or more recently American poet uh, Robert Pinsky. So it really depends on what kind of a reader you are, uh, whether you want to read Dante in free verse or terza rima or in prose. Um, and as for Dante's life, uh, there is, of course, A.N. Wilson's biography, uh, Dante in Love. Um, and, you know, for the, the issue of translation, there are Arabic, Chinese, Persian translations, but I don't know if there's a complete Bahasa translation of the Divine Comedy. Um, this is an enormous challenge. You need to know not just Bahasa and Italian super well, but also the history and philosophy. You need to write in amazing Malay. You need to know the cultural sensitivities of a Malaysian society, of Malaysian society, to find incredibly smart, creative ways of circumventing them. Um, of course, you can also translate from a good English translation, but the Malay translation would have to match the best translations of other languages. And um, <laughs> anyway, you know, there are young Italians who speak and write in Malay. For example, there is uh, Daniele Speziale, who has translated Leopardi's Infinito into Bahasa. And there, and there are Malaysians who are interested in Italy and have some sort of ties to the country. 
So I'm very pleased uh, through Dante, this discussion that we're having uh, today, I'm very pleased for this cultural interest and exchange between our two countries, from which I think many exciting things can be born. Thank you very much, Pastora and uh, Professor Nuvoli, you would like to add? Uh, I can add only the translation of Hollander, and uh, you can read all of the works of Teodolinda Barolini, who teaches in Columbia University. All works is, uh, are very, very fine. Okay, so. Thank you very much to the both of you, but before leaving, we want to hear the real voice of Dante Alighieri. So, uh, the Professor Nuli kindly will uh, recite one very famous part of uh, Inferno, the fifth canto, in Canto Quinto, the episode of Paolo and Francesca, the two lovers that uh, we mentioned before. The most famous lovers in the world, <laughs> of course. Okay, <clears throat> uh, the second part of the fifth canto. I cominciai, poeta, volontieri parlerei a quei due che insieme vanno e paion si al vento esser leggeri, ed egli a me, vedrai, quando saranno più presso a noi e tu allora li priega per quell'amor che mena ed ei verranno. Sì, tosto, come il vento a noi li piega, mossi la voce, o oh, anime affannate, venite a noi parlar, s'altri non niega. Quali colombe dal visio chiamate, con l'ale alzate, ferme al dolce nido, vegnon per l'aere dal voler portate, Cotali uscir della schiera ove dido, a noi venendo per l'aere maligno, si forte fu l'affettuoso grido. O oh, animal grazioso e benigno, che visitando vai per l'aere perso noi, che tignemmo il mondo di sanguigno, se fosse amico il re dell'universo, noi pregheremmo lui della tua pace, poi cai pietà del nostro mal perverso. Di quel che dire e che parlar vi piace, noi udiremo e parleremo a voi, mentre che il vento, come fa, ci tace. Siede la terra, dove nata fui, sulla marina dove il po' discende, per aver pace coi seguaci sui. Amor, calcor gentil ratto s'apprende, prese costui della bella persona che mi fu tolta, e il modo ancor m'offende. Amor, che nulla amato amar perdona, mi prese del costui piacersi forte che, come vedi, ancora non m'abbandona. Amor condusse noi a una morte. Caina attende chi a vita ci spense. Queste parole dall'or ci fuor porte, e quando io intesi quell'anima offense, chinai il viso e tanto il tenni basso, finché il poeta mi disse, che pense? Quando risposi, cominciai, Oh lasso, quanti dolci pensieri, quanto disio menò costoro al doloroso passo. Poi mi rivolsi allora e parla io e cominciai. Francesca, i tuoi martiri a lacrimar mi fanno tristo e pio, ma dimmi, al tempo dei dolci sospiri, a che e come concedette amore che conosceste i dubbiosi disiri? È quella a me. Nessun maggior dolore che ricordarsi del tempo felice nella miseria e ciò sa il tuo dottore, ma sa conoscer la prima radice del nostro amor tu hai cotanto affetto, dirò come colui che piange e dice. Noi leggiavamo un giorno per diletto di lancialotte come amor lo strinse, soli eravamo e senza alcun sospetto, per più fiate gli occhi ci sospinse quella lettura e scolorocci il viso, ma solo un punto fu quel che ci vinse. 
Quando leggemmo il disiato riso essere baciato da cotanto amante, questi che mai da me non fia diviso, la bocca mi baciò tutto tremante. Galeotto fu il libro che lo scrisse, quel giorno più non vi leggemmo avante. Mentre che l'uno spirto questo disse, l'altro piangea, sì che di pietà degli ovenni men così com'io marisse, e caddi come corpo morto cade. Thank you very much, Professor Nuvoli, for this uh, moment of beauty. And, uh, and I would like to congratulate you as well, because uh, actually I cannot, recite, I cannot recite this part because I normally break down and cry while I'm doing it. So I, I hope now our audience enjoy at least the sound of the, of the words. Huh? Hopefully in the future they will be able to understand the meaning that is supreme. Italian language is very sweet, no? Yes, absolutely. And uh, so we actually uh, got to the end of this, uh, of this uh, conversation. And uh, because of this, I'd like to thank, of course, our guests for their competence and kindness. And uh, of course, uh, the Embassy of Italy uh, for um, uh, inviting us. And definitely the, uh, the organizing committee of the Georgetown Literary Festival for inviting us to this event and uh, giving us the opportunity to talk about the Supreme Court. So thank you all. I wish you all a very nice evening and I hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andrea. Thank you, Mastua. Yes, thank you. It was lovely. Thank you to uh, the Italian Embassy. Yes. Eliana, Tamara, and so on. And thank okay. you to the Georgetown Literary Festival for organizing this and uh, yeah. to the Italian Embassy of Malaysia and, and, and to all of you. It was wonderful to, um, to meet you and to know your, your work as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye-bye.